My name is Dr. Chris Jenkins, and I am the CEO of the Oriane Society and the host of the Snake Talk Podcast, the podcast where you learn about nature's most feared, maligned, and persecuted animals. I invite you to listen to this conversation, and maybe you'll find that what you perceive as fear is actually rooted in a deep fascination. Welcome to the Snake Talk Podcast. I am here with Matt Patterson. Uh, A lot of you know that I am a huge fan of art. I actually, as an undergraduate, had a uh, a minor in art history. And um, and as I've moved through my career working with wildlife and snakes and and all kinds of different animals, I've especially grown an appreciation for wildlife art. And so I do like to have an episode um, now and then with um, with a wildlife artists, uh, especially those that that work with reptiles, and that's exactly what Matt does. So um, glad to have you on the podcast. Welcome, yeah, Matt. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Excited yeah, to talk no problem. Art, talk art and turtles. <laughs> yeah. So where uh, so where is it that you're based? Uh, we've talked about it a little bit, just so the audience can. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in New Hampshire. Um, I'm in Hancock, New Hampshire, so kind of like middle south. Okay, great. And is that um, – did you grow up in that region or is it some – did you move there more recently? Yeah, no, I, well, I moved to Hancock about a year and a half ago, but I grew up about 30 minutes from here, south of here. So I'm, okay. I'm from, the, from the area, my whole life in New Hampshire. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I like to, to start a lot of – a lot of our episodes by learning a little bit about the story of the guest. And so I'd like to start at the beginning relative to, to reptiles. And so uh, I'm just curious, uh, I guess, first with the reptiles in general, um, but also with the art, like how did it come about? Is this, are these things, either the animals or the art that, uh, you know, came about, when you're young or is this something that kind of uh, developed over time? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I get asked that a lot. I, I, as far back as I can remember, I loved drawing and painting and I've loved animals, especially like turtles and snakes. So my father was a biology teacher. So growing up, I was always, you know, I was always exposed to all these animals. We would go out looking for snakes and turtles or, or fishing and, and I would draw them. I would draw dinosaurs a lot. I actually found some of my drawings recently from from when I was real little. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but it's it's always I, I, some of my earliest memories are turtle memories. So it's it's uh, as far back as I can remember. I've always liked this and this combination. Uh, okay, great. And when did they? You know, so you've been drawing. You know, since you're you know, a child and you've also, you know, spent a lot of time kind of out in nature and, uh, around these animals, thanks to your father. And did they, when did those two interests kind of start to collide and overlap? Was that also right from the beginning or is, uh, you know, did you start drawing those animals, um, a little bit later in life? No, that, that was uh, right from the beginning. I, I love drawing animals. Um, yeah, I, it's, uh, I wasn't into like, you know, 
cars or trains or any of that kind of stuff. I was into snakes and turtles and fish. So that's that's what I liked to draw when I was little. And, yeah, and, okay. and it's continued and look at me now. I'm <laughs> doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, I'm assuming I mean your uh your artwork's amazing. So uh, I'm assuming it's obviously a craft that you've honed over many years, but also something that you were probably kind of born with with some level of of uh innate skill. I mean, how how would you balance that out in your mind? Is that uh, you know, do you think you were just kind of born with this raw talent for, for, you know, illustrating wildlife or is it something that you think you had to work really hard at to kind of hone your craft? Um, it's, it's probably a combination of both, but, uh, I definitely practice a lot and I'm all, I'm always paying. I hope I'd like to think I'm getting better. Uh, I'm always <laughs> painting though. And, and need to do that, like, you know, if I, if I wasn't making a living painting, I'd still want to be painting. So <laughs> it's mm. something I love to do and I'm always practicing. Okay. Uh, well, that sounds good. Did you, and, and, you know, so obviously like in high school, you know, you probably had some form of like an art class, but, um, did you go on to like any, you know, say formal education in art, um, either in high school or yeah. beyond or, yeah, I, in high school, I, I took a lot of art classes, as many as I could, you know, for, for high school. And then I went to uh, Art Institute of Boston, and I got a, a degree in illustration there. So, um, yeah, I went to school for it as well. I started out uh, college in wildlife biology first year, and then I oh, switched to art. Yeah. Uh, were, were you in Boston for your the beginning of your wildlife degree as well? or No, I was up in Maine, up in Unity College for a year. Oh, yeah, it's a great little school. Yeah. 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 A lot of r real hands-on educational experience. Yeah. Um, it's a small little school. It was fun. So, so you're, you're going to school for illustration. How much, I'm just curious, you know, if, if you're going to school for something like that, like how much is just kind of like core base skills that they're teaching you versus just kind of letting you kind of run with your interest. Meaning, you know, are you sitting in a class having to, you know, draw pictures of the empire state building because of some structural feature that teaches what have you, or are they just like draw as many turtles as you can? I'm just curious how, how someone might teach yeah. to bring this illustration out in you. Yeah, it, it's uh, it was a lot of um, you learn a lot of things like uh, anatomy, um, perspective, you know, like color values, uh, you know, tones and stuff like that, and and then you kind of apply that to what you're interested in, and so obviously that was wildlife for me, so that's the direction I went. But all those all those classes, all those skills, I think it's important to to learn them, you know, and. Whether or not you, then if you, you want to bend the rules, you know, then you know how to do it and you know how to repeat it. So <laughs> yeah. it was, um, yeah, it was a lot of that stuff. It was a lot of, uh, you know, I didn't draw many turtles when I was in school. I didn't yeah. get a chance. Gotcha. Then, uh, so, but you would recommend, you know, if somebody was interested in wildlife illustration or, or you know, you would recommend going to get formal training. You definitely it sounds like you definitely got some things out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it helped. And I also took in, you know, in that school, we've had to take some business classes, which as an artist is, is something you have to do, even though it's not, it's not the fun part, but it's an important part. 
Yeah. But yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it. Hmm. So you finish up, you finish up school illustration in Boston. Did you, did you stop schooling there? Or did you go on for like an advanced degree? No, I, I went after, after, uh, AIB, I, I started working. So I, um, see, I had some right out of school. I was a, I was a staff artist for a company and did a lot of like side stuff, like scientific illustration. I think my, my first, um, illustration, uh, wildlife illustration job was a snake poster for, uh, Phoenix publishing. I think it was snakes in North America. So oh, really, huh? Yeah. I wonder, uh, is it one of the more common snake posters that we might have hanging up? Like, um, there's one I'm thinking of. Yeah, snakes in North America has a big, has a big like cane break or a timber rattlesnake kind of in the middle of it. Or is that? Uh, I, yeah, I think it does. It, they're all kind of the same size. All the snakes in. I think there's like 30 snakes in it. Um, uh, but okay. I, I've seen it around, so you might you might have seen it. I think I have one in the other room. <laughs> when we finish recording here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check. That's that's yeah, great. So, so you're finishing school and you're heading to work, and and that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, you know, a lot of people they're going off to school, and it's like they might love whatever it is, wildlife. They might love art. They might love music, but but you know, they're like, well, I'm gonna go get a degree and sell insurance, um, uh, you know, something to basically an, an easier way to, to potentially make a living, maybe more risky or less risky, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, how, you know, getting a degree in illustration and in particular, you know, even having more of a niche within that being interested in kind of nature and wildlife, um, did you find it hard to get that first job or, or is that something that, you know, did the, maybe the school helped you with it or how, how did that all come about? Um, it, the first job wasn't wildlife illustration. So I was just like a product illustrator doing stuff like that on the side. I was doing wildlife freelance jobs and it definitely took time to be able to, to kind of get enough work to be able to go on, you know, full-time freelance, full-time wildlife artist. Um, yeah. And then it, you know, wildlife art, but I, I'm even a little more specific with like reptiles and amphibians and, and even more specific with turtles. So I'm, I'm kind of like a turtle artist. Not many of us out there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And so I'm curious. So you're, you're, you know, you, you didn't get the job selling insurance, but within the field of illustration, you went to that little, may say more low risky at first and you got, uh, this job doing, uh, you know, illustration sounds like probably have a number of things. Um, and you were doing your, your true interests on the side, like what, when was it, you know, or what were the factors that, that really made you think, okay, now I can make this jump and I can survive, um, you know, actually, you know, doing the art that I'm most interested in. Yeah. I, I, um, I just, this is what I wanted to do and loved. And I, so I just jumped in and figured I was going to make it happen. And there's no real plan B, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> just kind of went for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is it, I mean, is it, I guess it all depends on how successful you are and, you know, your skill and all that. But I mean, how, 
in the beginning, is it kind of a meager existence, meaning, you know, you're really scratching by to get groceries and do all of that and like uh, following a passion or is it pretty lucrative even from the beginning? No, it's definitely slow to start. Um, and it, you know, over time builds up, but, uh, yeah, it, even when I was um, working for a company as a, as a staff illustrator, I, I would bring my kayak with me and, uh, cause it was a river right by there. So like on lunch, I'd be out in the, in the river fishing and looking for turtles. So, I just, I just had to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I had to make the, uh, the wildlife thing work. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I, I used to do a lot of, um, I would go to the conferences and, and sell prints and, and do a lot of stuff like that. And, um, you know, just, just a lot of little illustration jobs, just little from either magazines, editorial stuff, or, you know, maybe spot illustrations and books, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, Kind of last thing on the career, I'm sure I'll come back to the career, um, but it just kind of fascinates me, people who kind of follow their their love and make it happen. Um, I mean, so do you have, you know, I mean, again, you mentioned you're primarily a turtle artist. You, you do, you know, I saw a variety of art on your website, including snakes. Yeah. But like, how... Um, how difficult would you say it is to make it, you know, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there who are really good artists who don't make it. Um, and I'm just kind of just curious to give the audience any advice you might have on, you know, how do you make it in such a passion driven field that has the potential to be just really risky from like a survival perspective? Yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of persistence and, you know, keep working at it. Um, it's also important to do just like the you know, business things and, and not neglect all that. Like you got to promote yourself, you got to market yourself, you got to reach out to people, network, go into conferences, really help me um, network with people and, and, and meet people. But um, and just persistence, you got to just, you know, not give up. This, you know, yeah. a lot of no's, but you're going forward. Yeah. And when you say conferences, you mean go to like, say a scientific conference for herpetology or, a, you know, some yeah. type of reptile expo, those types of things where people who are interested in the animals might buy the art. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah I used to go to the, the herpetology, ichthyology one, um, that big one, um, the turtle survival alliance ones I would go to and I did some of the, the expos. So. Yeah. They were fun. Um, I, love, I love going. Yeah. I've probably seen you at some of those. I don't go to every TSA, but I've been to a number of them. I haven't been in a few years and I used to go to all the big hurt, hurt meetings, you know? So yeah. I never know. Might've even uh, <clears throat> bumped into each other there. So, well, let's talk a little bit about your subjects. As I mentioned, you know, you know, looking through your website, you know, there's, you know, you've done, illustrations on you know a whole variety of animals uh you know different birds and snakes but by far you know your work is dominated by turtles so what uh <laughs> you know i know you mentioned your childhood and being raised up around these but but why turtles what is it about turtles that that inspires your art yeah i i, I love turtles um as you as you can tell 
they, they're just amazing animals. I mean, they've been around for over 200 million years. They're in all kinds of environments like the ocean, deserts. They're up here in New Hampshire and they live under the ice in the winter. Um, there's turtles that climb trees, turtles with necks, you know, longer than their bodies. Uh, it's turtles are amazing. They come in all variety of colors and shapes. And I just, I'm just fascinated by them. <coughs> hmm. Do you remember the, the first turtle that, that you ever drew? I don't remember the first turtle I ever drew. I, I have, I remember being the first turtle I saw. Um, I was in a rowboat with my dad and there was a, turtle on a stump and that was i was really little but that's that sticks <laughs> out that turtle made, made quite the impression on me what well, was it a painted turtle or do you remember i i think it must have been a painted turtle yeah yeah probably well you certainly live in um a pretty interesting area from a turtle perspective um you know a lot of people would obviously say kind of the you know, the Gulf region of, of North America is a biodiversity hotspot or, you know, the Southwest with some of the interesting tortoises. But, but I've always thought the Northeast living in that region where, you know, four uh, of those really fresh, uh, rare freshwater turtles, you know, the Blanding, Spotted, Bog, Wood Turtle, uh, you know, where they overlap was just kind of a fascinating uh, area from a yeah. turtle perspective. And especially for an artist, because, I mean, those are, you know, some of the most beautiful turtles in North America, certainly. Yeah, so you're, you're in a good spot for that. Um, and yeah. uh, so do you have a particular <laughs> turtle species that is kind of, you know, your preferred or your favorite to to illustrate or? Um, I, well, I guess it would probably be a wood turtle. Uh I, you know, being in New Hampshire, growing up, seeing wood turtles all the time and, and, uh, just how beautiful they are with their, you know, red necks and legs and the shells from the paint. So I, yeah, wood turtles, I guess, but I, I love painting, painting all turtles. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so do you, <clears throat> I kind of want to talk about like the, you know, almost the process of, <clears throat> you know, that, that you go through in <clears throat> getting to a, a, you know, a final product, um, and so, <clears throat> given that you kind of live near and around where a lot of these animals, uh, you know, live, and it sounds like you, you spend a fair amount of time outside. So, are you, are you like going out in nature for, you know, for inspiration or, or, you know, are you, are you physically using animals in nature as models? What's that interplay between the time you spend outside with these animals and the, the art that you're creating? Yeah, I, I definitely go out uh, for inspiration. I, I go out in the field a lot. Um, a lot of the turtles I, I illustrate are individuals I see. Uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll do sketches of them. I'll take different photos of different angles, different leg angles, different, you know, head and neck angles and stuff like that. Um, but whenever I, whenever I can, I, I try to get out and I try to paint things that I've seen. So definitely, definitely a, a lot of them are specific turtles. Okay, great. So you go out, you're catching these turtles and you're, um, almost using the turtles models, photographing them, you know, probably remembering ways that you've seen them, you saw them in nature. And then, you know, you get back to your studio and, and what's the, what's kind of the process, uh, for developing an illustration from there? 
Um, I start with a pencil, pencil drawing, and kind of sketch out like a composition, you know, sketch out a scene, and then just use all the, the reference I gathered when I was out and uh, kind of put it all together. So I always start a painting with a, uh, a pencil drawing first, and then I, then I start painting with acrylics, just like thin washes, kind of like watercolor, and then just build it up. So you start with the, the pencil. Is that kind of coarse, or are you is your pencil drawing get to that level? Because your you know your your art's very kind of has like it's like realistic. It's not abstract, and so there's a lot of detail in there, you know that that matches nature. And so, um, you know, do, when you do those kind of the the first pass with the pencil again is it is it coarse or are you right away kind of getting into that level of detail that'll be the final product i it's pretty detailed i start pretty detailed and uh it makes the process for me at least easier uh, once i start painting okay huh interesting and how and i was just gonna ask these are probably things you were taught in school but like you know, if I was to draw, it was just, I'm not a great artist, but say I was to start drawing a turtle, I would start and like, you know, I'd have the front leg. And then by the time I got to the back leg, the back leg would be three times the size or yeah. half as small because of the other proportions I made in the body. Is that, that, I don't even know what you call that, but you know, those proportions, uh, you know, of the animals, is that just something that naturally, um, you know, comes to you or, or is that something you kind of learned in school or any techniques maybe you have for, for kind of putting, putting those together? Yeah, it's just, um, it does kind of come to you, but it, it's a lot of practice, a lot of practice. And then if, having really good reference, um, having good reference photos to, to work from really helps out. So you can be more accurate. But when, when I started painting, I'm actually, I kind of paint a little bit backwards from the traditional method. I always start with like, if I'm doing a scene with a turtle, I always start with the turtle and then I paint the background after. So a little, uh, okay. little backwards, but it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hadn't thought about that, but most people probably do create the, the, you know, that background scene and then paint the turtle you know, or fish or whatever yeah. it might be into it. Huh. And why, is that just kind of always what you've done or, or is there some, yeah. some value to it? This is just always what I've done and it, you know, just my, my technique works for me. So yeah. There's no, huh. yeah. And how often, so I'm, I'm kind of getting on a tangent here, but just popping my head. Like how often, like if you start on a, you know, on an illustration, I mean, you know, is it something you do? Let's just say you want to do a uh, spotted turtle feeding on a egg mass of an amphibian or whatever it might be. Um, is that something you sit down, you go through your process and boom, there's the end product and it's phenomenal. Or is it something you sit down and, you know, it's 10 drafts and you're starting over and you're working oh that one that's front leg is off and i'm just going to start over or is it just like you sit down one time boom and it's done um yeah it's one one time once once i do a sketch i start painting and that's that's it yeah so it's that it's that first step it's that pencil step that allows you to you know 
that might be where you're like, oh, that front yeah. claw doesn't look quite right. Yeah, exactly. That's where you would do it, and it's yeah, it's an important it's an important process to to do for for me at least. Everyone has their own you know techniques and, and methods, but yeah, the pencil drawing is kind of maps everything out and, and plans it all out, and that's when you can make changes and you know edit things. But after that, yeah. it's usually just straight to paint. Yeah, and and how like what's the size of of your you know your average say reptile illustration i mean i know it varies probably based on the you know where it's going but are they t you know is there kind of a certain size range you're typically doing these at um it, it depends it, so for the the book is coming out i had a book coming out this this fall um i have two color illustrations in that of time and turtles it's called and those are probably about 11 by 14 i think something like that um I've done, I've done some really big paintings. I've done some smaller ones. So it really depends on the project. Um, the illustrations I just did for the book of turtles, all those were about 11 by 11, the originals. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I guess, you know, the size really depends on the project. Yeah. I just wanted to take a quick break and uh, tell you guys that snakes are one of the most persecuted groups of animals in the world. Unfortunately, most snakes that encounter people end up dead, but the Orient Society is dedicated to changing that. Go to www.orian.org to learn more and join the effort to stop the persecution. So back to the process. So you do this original, um, you do the original pencil sketch or drawing, and then that's where it allows you to kind of maybe correct things and uh, fine tune things. And then you go uh, to the painting and um, how, just looking at your, looking at your art, it's, it's so detailed and realistic. How do you get, to that fine scale, I can see with a pencil, right? But like, how do you get to that fine, fine scale with these acrylic paints? I just, I'm just trying to picture it, but I mean, they are <laughs> realistic. <laughs> so Yeah, um, so I, I usually start out just with like big color washes, you know, kind of blocking things in. And then when I start doing detail, I just, I use uh, really little brushes and, and um, you know, patience, I guess. Little oh, brushes, okay. patience, and time. Yeah. So you're kind of like building. Once you have the the animal or the drawing, then you're like, say, with like a spotted turtle, you might like paint almost the entire turtle turtle like a black color, and then you kind of build on top of that with some of the other details. Um, kind of, yeah. So kind of washing in big areas of color, and then when so when I paint, I paint like kind of start a little looser, and then as I'm getting further and further in the painting, I tighten it up and I get more detailed. And, and so you're kind of building it like that. Okay. And you will go, so you're, you're working on the painting and you're, like I said, you're getting tighter and tighter until like your turtle's done. And then you start working on the background Yeah. or is, okay. Yeah. And then, and then you sketch the background go back to the pencil. I'll, I'll sketch the background. The whole thing will be sketched, but I'll start the turtle first for the painting. Okay. So yeah, the background will already, already be sketched in. Huh. 
Interesting. Have you ever tried sketching the background and then the turtle? And just it, does it affect your the process or the end result? Yeah, I haven't done it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, Maybe we're gonna try it. I just like painting turtles, so yeah. <laughs> the background is something you have to put in. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got to paint that. I want to paint the turtle. Yeah, I gotcha. Huh. So you mentioned this book, and we'll talk more about that and, and your other books here in a little bit, but. Just with your your art in general, how much of it uh, is is like that, where there's a project that somebody is essentially like commissioning you to do, uh, versus you just kind of waking up in the morning and you know looking out your window and seeing a snapping turtle or a rat snake or whatever crawling through the yard, and you you know you decide to sit down and, and do that, just kind of like oh. Yeah, you know what you're interested um, in. I I whenever I have some free free time in between projects, I'll I'll do that. I'll paint something like that. You know, I just want to paint. I just painted a big uh, spoonbill painting because I saw one and I really w had some time and I really wanted to paint one. But a lot of the stuff uh, recently I've done is for is for books. Um, and a lot of the snake illustrations you probably saw for a book I did, uh, the snake and the salamander. So I think there was 80, 83 illustrations in that book, 83 paintings. So a lot yeah. of, a lot of those are for that. Um, a lot of the newer turtle stuff is for the book of turtles or the other one of time and turtles. And then I got another book I'm sketching right now. So I'm starting that one. So there'll be a lot more paintings for that coming, going forward. Yeah. So that first one you mentioned, that's Al Bryce's book. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's great. Uh, actually, we need to get Al on the podcast. He'd be a good guest. But yeah, um, he's, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's been out for a long story. time. Um, so, um, well, it sounds like you keep pretty busy. So it's, it's, you know, it sounds like the work is primarily project driven sounds like there's a lot of a lot of projects and a lot of different yeah. things that you're kind of being commissioned um to do and then when you have free time then you might you know kind of pick and choose what you want to yeah want to paint and do you uh, the process of of you know will you like say draw a, a spotted turtle illustration and um what's kind of the end market for that are you then if you're writing a book kind of marketing that particular illustration to somebody or are you you know do those types of things just primarily go to prints that you'd sell at conferences or online or wherever it might be um so if i if i do a painting something that i want to do you know just not for a project uh i usually i'll sell the original and I, i'll sell prints of it uh, for the books, all the book illustrations, uh, they, you know, they're for the book. And then I also usually sell prints of those as well. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. Gotcha. Um, you also, I saw on your website, you also do, uh, sculpture and in particular, I yeah. saw it looked like primarily birds and, uh, and birds butterflies and moss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you never, you haven't done any sculptures of, of reptiles. I, I haven't, I, I would like to do a turtle sculpture. Um, I, I like doing those. I haven't had a chance to do them in a while. Uh, I like doing the moths a lot. The, the giant silk moths. Um, I actually went to a, a moth in Ohio one, one year 
to sell those. <laughs> um, <laughs> wild crowd, you know, all these all these moth people <laughs> up until like <laughs> two in the morning with the with the you know the sheets and the and the light. Yeah, up. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, no, it is pretty cool. So, did the, is the sculpture more of a recent thing? Is it, um, or have you been doing sculpture most of your life as well? Um, the paper sculptures are, are. I started doing those maybe like I don't know six seven years ago. Okay. So it's fairly recent. Yeah, they're yeah. they're fun to do. They're just they're really um, time consuming, cutting all those little pieces out and yeah, little, like little pieces. <laughs> And the moth sculptures are the paper ones, correct? And the, the moth birds and the birds. Are, the birds are oh. paper, too. Oh, I thought mm -hmm. they were wood. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, there's a wood base, and then I cut each feather out of paper, and then I attach it on. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a mix. Wow. That's amazing. So how long would, how long would say, doing a, a bird sculpture versus, say, your typical illustration of, like, a turtle in a landscape? Uh, sculpture would be much, much longer. It's, it's much more time consuming. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. I mean, do you work on like an illustration for a week or is it like a day you can have one done? How, I'm just trying to get a feel for those time scales. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on if the background and everything. Um, if it was something with no background, uh, fairly deep or fairly big, it would probably be like a couple days. Um, Mm -hmm. But a, like a typical illustration that I did, like in the Book of Turtles, those ones uh, with backgrounds, probably about four or five days each, something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about the, how about the, you know, I can, I've mentioned Mal multiple times that there's like a lot of realism in your, in your reptile art. Like, uh, has that always been the case from the beginning or... Um, you know, or, or have you ever been interested in or done kind of say more abstract styles of art? Uh, no, it's always been realistic. I, I haven't done any abstract. I, um, I just found out a few weeks ago that I need reading glasses to paint. So maybe, maybe they'll get more real after this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I was afraid to put them on and look at all my paintings that I had already done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just gave into that too. Let's start wearing reading glasses. Yeah. Sucks getting old. Um, yeah. Well, uh, so we've talked about, you know, kind of your inspiration from nature and, and, you know, some of the, the turtles in the region that, that you live in. Um, but I also know you, you know, from your website and social media and other things that, that you travel quite a bit, uh, you mm -hmm. know, further afield, say, than, you know, to a wetland an hour down the road. Um, so maybe talk about that. Like, how, how do you incorporate, you know, travel into, you know, how you're thinking about your art and, and, and all of that? Yeah, yeah, I do travel quite a bit. Um, I was in Belize um, early earlier in last month, earlier in July, um, doing part of. I was part of the turtle survey at the uh, what, what are they called? NAFTERG, uh, North American uh, North American Freshwater Turtle Research Group. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but they're doing a, a turtle survey uh, on the turtles down there. So I was doing that. Uh, I love going on these 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 you know these trips because I get to see these animals in, in their, in the wild, in their, in their environment, see like, you know, 
how they act and how they move and, you know, what they're eating and to get to hold them. And it, it makes a big difference for, for my illustrations. I, I was in Madagascar, um, I think 2019 and, uh, part of the, for the turtle survival Alliance. I was on the, uh, the radiated tortoise surveys, the turtle survey. Jesus. Can't say that turtle survey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, I was there, you know, in the rainy season. So everything was kind of green in the spiny forest where it was an amazing place. And so I got to see the turtles interact with each other in their environment. And I got to see all the native plants that were there. And so I got to take, you know, reference photos and sketch them. And it, it, it really, it really makes a big difference in my, my illustrations when I can do that. And it's also just, it's amazing experience to be able to do that stuff and, and see these animals that are, you know, like the tortoises, those are probably the most beautiful, at least I think the most beautiful tortoise in the world. And to see them in the wild was incredible. Yeah. yeah, so you went out. It wasn't just at the center there. You went out and saw them in the wild. Did you see any of the other uh, tortoises they have there? What's it, the spider tortoise? Obviously, yeah, plowshare up north. I didn't okay. see plowshare. I saw the spider tortoises. I actually did some paintings of those as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, and, we, we, I was on uh, – I think I went to three different sites, um, with them really, you know, really remote and lived in a tent and ate some pretty wild things. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, they're an amazing group of animals. It's just in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of trouble. Um, how about Belize? So what, uh, what type of species were you guys seeing there? So there was, um, there was, uh, with it vampire musk turtle or mud turtle, uh, Tabasco mud turtle, the giant Mexican musk turtles were really, really impressive, really cool turtles, huge like jaws on them. And, and they, they eat other turtles. So they have really powerful, powerful bite. Um, there's a Mesoamerican slider, um, white lip, uh, mud turtle, scorpion mud turtle. And, also, it was at the Bee Free Center where they're they're breeding and, and raising uh, hickates, the critically endangered hickates. So we got to see those as well, which is which is incredible. It's uh, those turtles are, you know, well, like a lot of turtles, those turtles are in trouble. But mm -hmm. yeah, what's the current number? I think it's over sixty percent of species are listed. It's at least yeah. vulnerable or you know threatened with extinction on the IUCN yeah, list, something it, like that. It's in the 60s, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a sad state. A lot of people don't realize that. That you know, I give a lot of presentations, and that's when they're on turtles. That's that's often where I start. You know, that turtles are the yeah. most endangered group of animals on the planet, and yeah, that kind of surprises um, surprises a lot of people. Um, yeah, definitely. So you've been to Belize, been to Madagascar. Do you have any other uh, big trips planned? for um, uh, art related nothing right now well i have i have a book tour coming up but um i not not a uh, not a turtle trip not yet <laughs> I, I i do the uh, i like to go down to florida too and i've done the last two years i've done some surveys uh tagged along with them for those so but um we'll see they'll be we'll hopefully plan something soon yeah what um what species are you um are you working with in florida uh, it's at the it's at the springs. So there's there's a bunch of different species. Um, they have 
they have soft shell, they have uh, alligator snapping turtles, common snapping turtles, uh, gliders, um, mud turtles, musk turtles. So it's a good, it's a good group. Good yeah. variety. It's always fun when you get the snorkel for turtles. Yeah, I bet. What? Uh, so, do you? How do you choose this travel? Are you? Uh, you know, is this something like, you know, you're, you're kind of asked to come say by somebody like Turtle Survival Alliance, or are you kind of out there actively searching out opportunities to join people in the field who are, who are doing projects? Um, yeah, I, I was invited on them, but yeah, you know, you know, network with people and, and, and whenever I can, it's great to be able to tag along on some of these trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you uh see any cool snakes <laughs> here on these trips? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I uh Belize, there's a lot of snakes in Belize. Um yeah. in Madagascar, my first night uh outside of my tent, there was a big um ground boa. Oh wow. So that was really exciting. Uh Belize, there's a lot of snakes. There was I I don't know all the names of them. Uh, there was a, we saw a Central American indigo, which was my favorite mm-hmm. one to see. That was a beautiful snake. Big snake, yeah, um, yeah, orange bellied mud snake. I think was one of them, or swamp snakes. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of huh. snakes though, but it, it was a, it was a good spot. Yeah. Huh. So you don't have any, you don't have any anything on the books. The Florida trip, you said, is that kind of recreational, meaning that's just a place you kind of go every year on your own, or is that also associated kind of with a a field project of, of some type. Yeah, that's, that's the, um, that's, uh, just with the Turtle Survival Alliance in, in Nathurg, which is, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so is that, so that's how you end up with most of these trips. It's kind of the affiliation with those groups that you've been yeah. working with. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk maybe a, a little bit about, uh, about books. So, um, I know you've worked on a lot of different books. Maybe we'll start with um, the most recent one. You've already you've already mentioned it, but do you want to tell us a little bit about you know that book and and how you ended up getting involved? Thank you for listening to Snake Talk. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, you can help us by subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating. Also, if you have any comments or suggestions, be sure to leave us a review. Yeah, I, so it's, uh, it's called The Book of Turtles, and I, I did it with Simon Montgomery, who's my friend, and she's the author. Um, and basically that book is a book of turtles. It is an introduction into the world of turtles. And, you know, everyone knows what a turtle looks like and everyone can recognize a turtle, but turtles are really amazing and, and full of surprises. And we kind of show people some of those surprises in this book. It's kind of like what you said. A lot of people don't realize, you know, how, how much uh, trouble turtles are in. And so we're kind of um, introducing them. We, we talk about conservation. We talk about uh, evolution. We talk about extreme turtles. We have a section about how, you know, like the fastest turtle and the, the most powerful turtle. And we even have a section on turtle celebrities. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all things turtles. And um, it's for kids, but, but adults seem to like it too. And, you know, adults can definitely, definitely get it and, and learn a lot and be surprised. 
And is it um, primarily illustrations or primarily text or how, how's the kind of the, the book structure? Uh, it's, it's mostly illustrations. It's a picture book. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, there's another and, book coming out in the fall. That one is a mostly text with okay. illustrations. Yeah. So uh, with that, with that book, you said it's, it's, it's kind of a kid's book, but also interest by adults. Did you, so were you the primary illustrator? Did you do all of the illustrations or is it a whole variety of artists that came nope. together? I, I did all the illustrations. Yep. All, all the illustrations, the cover, all that. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so in, what, in the book, most of the turtles, um, most of the turtles are turtles that I, that I met turtles that I actually saw in, in person. Uh, so, yeah. What, um, like what, so what kind of time commitment was that book? It must've been quite a bit of work. So yeah, the, it was the <laughs> illustrations uh, from the, from the point of doing color illustrations, once all the sketches were approved and everything, it probably took me about seven, eight months to do all the, all the illustrations and that. And it that's was, working pretty much full time, just full time, at least eight hour days of painting. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of painting, but it was painting turtles. So it doesn't get too much better than that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And, and I keep going back to kind of the business side, but it's fascinating to me. So if, um, you end up, uh, how, how do you, so you work eight months full time on this, which, you know, if you think of an annual salary, do you get the return on these books in, in terms of paying your salary and, and all of your paints and materials? I mean, how, just how does that yeah. all work out? I'm just trying to figure out how you survive. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what happens for, an, what happens for a, an illustrator is you'll get uh, royalties for the book and mm -hmm. Usually you'll get an advance on royalties up front. Okay. And then, yeah. And then you get royalties. So that's, that's basically how you, how you make money doing books is, is that. Okay. And then over time you have multiple books and I'm just assuming they kind yeah. of peak out in terms of your royalties, but you know, over time you have multiple books that are paying royalties and. Yeah. They know. keep coming in and, and yeah. And the book of turtles is, uh, it came out in May and it, First three weeks sold out the first printing, so it's already it's on its second printing, which is exciting. Oh wow, that's great! Congratulations. Um, and then, uh, what's uh, what's your most recent book uh, besides that? So the next book is uh, in Cy Montgomery is the author, and I, I illustrated this one with some pen and inks and uh, two color illustrations, and then the cover. It's called um, "Of Time and Turtles Mending the World Shell by Shattered Shell." And it's a nonfiction narrative. And basically, we, me and Cy um, lived the stories in this book. We, we volunteered at a turtle rehab um, where they, of most of the turtles that come in are hit by cars or, you know, chewed by a dog or hit by a lawnmower. We went to the Turtle Survival Alliance's Survival Center and saw some of the, you know, rarest turtles in the world down there that they're breeding, caring for. We did uh, sea turtle, cold stun sea turtle rescue in Cape Cod, which is pretty wild experience. You catch or finding these these you know reptiles in December in Massachusetts is not <laughs> not something you expect to see. And we worked with a nest protection group where we 
protect uh, wood turtle nest, um, landings, spotted, and then painted in snapping turtles. So we did all that. That's all part of the, the, the narrative. And we also met this amazing turtle fire chief who is this 42 pound common snapping turtle. He's, he's, he's a wild turtle, but he's super gentle and friendly. And he was hit by a car in 2018 and his back legs and tail were paralyzed, but he's regained use of them now. And he actually is in his own pond where he can be a wild turtle again. It's actually behind my house. I dug a, I dug a pond for him. <laughs> and um, so we met him during this journey and, and all this happened during, during COVID. So, you know, the whole world kind of had shut down, it seemed, and time had stood still. And, and working with these turtles really just kind of, it just kind of connected us to like cyclical time, like uh, seasonal time. And it was this really renewing and it was a great experience. And yeah. so that book, yeah, you know, Time and Turtles, that one comes out September 19th. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it has pen and ink illustrations in it that I did and a couple color illustrations. Yeah. Well, well, that's great. How, so how do people find these books? Is this something is, is, you know, Amazon the best place or is there a particular, uh, yeah, should they um, go to your, your website or. No, uh, wherever books are sold, um, they are, they're on Amazon. They're, they're in, you know, local independent bookstores, uh, which is always nice to support. They're on Barnes and Noble. So wherever books are sold, you can find them. Yeah. Oh, great. And, um, so let's keep going through the books, though. So, what what other books have you worked on over the years? I know there's at least I think yeah. a handful more. There's two two other books I did. Uh, the first book I ever did is called Freshwater Fish of the Northeast, and I actually did that one with my father, who did all the writing for it. And it's um, it's it's a kind of a half guide, half coffee table book, and it's it's uh, I did that in 2010. It's actually going to be reprinted next spring, so that's. That's good news. Um, and I think there's 61 illustrations in that. It's it, The purpose of that book was people go out fishing for game fish a lot. And along the way, you catch, you know, you catch other fish. And this book kind of celebrates all the fish that are out there, fish that maybe you can't catch fishing because they're too, they're too little. So, um, yeah, that was my first book. I did a <laughs> book with, with Al Breich, uh, The Snake and the Salamander, Reptiles and Amphibians, Maine to Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same thing. It's not a guide, but it's more, <coughs> of, a, more of a combination art book guide, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one has about eighty-three species in it, and all, all, all you know, herps in the Northeast. And, and so it's not really set up like a field guide, though. You said is it for children or how's it? No, it's uh, well, the kids might like it, but it's it's uh, for adults as well. And um, we, we organized it instead of like all the snakes and all the turtles and all the lizards, we did different habitats. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, let's see here. I think there's 10 habitats we have. And so basically it's the animals you would find in that habitat. Some of the habitats, you know, you can find multiple species that, that kind of cross over, but that's mm-hmm. how we will. Okay. Great. Well, um, and then the freshwater fish book. Uh, so your father was, was that, you know, kind of like turtles are your thing or fish his thing is. Yes. Fish are, fish were his thing. He, um, he loved fish. (laughs) So that was a fun, it was a fun book to do. We did a lot of calling business trips. We did a lot of fishing trips 
but uh, <laughs> it was, it was a fun yeah, you talked about with your turtles how you take all these photos. I'm just imagining you must have had fish and putting them in containers and photographing them. And uh, you know, how, yeah. how did you get the uh, how did you get the uh, the footage of of the fish you needed to for that book? Um, as, as many fish as I could, I, I photographed myself, reference photos, and then the rest I had to just you know research because I couldn't couldn't find all of them in the book, so um, I had to research you know online and, and get some some pictures and see what they look like their anatomy you know all that stuff mm-hmm. but that was, that was a lot of fun hmm. yeah but yeah great to you know great to have something too that you did with your father i bet and, you know yeah yeah Definitely. look well um well, uh, I noticed on your website that you're uh, maybe a founding member or founder of a group called Artists for Conservation. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about that. What What is the group, and uh, you know, how did you get involved in it? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not actually a founding member. I'm a, I'm a signature member in the group. Um, it was I'm not sure it was founded, but um, it's uh, it's a group of artists who who do art in, 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 to promote conservation, to raise money for conservation, um, all around the world. So not, you know, not just here in North America, but, but all across the world. And, uh, there's different, there's different group shows that we do that raise money. Um, individual artists do things that, that you know, help a certain specific cause that's important to them. So, yeah. So for example, you might donate a print to a nonprofit and then, you know, they're having an auction or a raffle and they sell that and the proceeds stay with the group. Those, those yeah. types of things. Yeah, that's that's that kind of thing. I, yeah. I did a, a limited edition print of a radiated tortoise. And so all the money for that, that, that I sold would go to turtle survival Alliance, um, mm-hmm. to the radiated tortoise program. So that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's basically artists trying to use their art to help, um, conservation. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Um, okay. Last question. Then we'll, and this is just now completely random as compared to what we've been talking about for the last 30 minutes. But, um, I was talking to, uh, on another type of artist friend. Um, and you know, we're having this interesting conversation about, um, you know, about AI. And I'm just curious, artists like yourself that have such like a unique, you know, just realistic, um, you know, build your business around. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about, you know, things like chat GPT and these things coming in? I mean, do you have, uh, do you have fears uh, say as an artist that, you know, or do you not yeah, even think I- about those types of things? I, I don't really, I don't really know too much about it. I think too much about it. Um, I think as, as a wildlife illustrator and in the art that I do, one of the good things, one of the benefits of an illustration over a photograph is that I'm, I'm getting to go out there and see that animal in its environment and kind of make a connection with it and see, you know, where it lives and the habitat and the plants around it. And so all that gets added into my illustrations and, I think it's kind of hard to replicate that if you can't, if you can't see it, can't yeah. experience it. Well, I appreciate you entertaining that completely random yeah. question, but I, you know, like I said, I was talking to a different artist and uh, they were talking about it. So just curious your take. So um, great. Well, um, 
I like to have, uh, I know, first of all, we've been talking mostly about turtles, which is great. I love, I love turtles. Uh, but I like to have all of my guests tell me their best snake story. If you would prefer, I'm happy to hear your best turtle story, but if you have a good snake story, I'd love to hear that. So a good snake story. I, I can give you a snake story. I, I got. I'm trying to think of a good snake story. Well, we're not. Well, this one's way back. But when my dad would take me out looking for snakes, which we used to do all the time. And this is. I wasn't even in school yet. We were. We were chasing a. I think it was a water snake, and um, he stuck his head into a like a coke bottle, and so we were you know able to easily catch him. But I don't know. As a little kid, I always remember that that snake like sticking his head in there and, and grabbing him. I don't know. It's not. It's not an exciting story, but yeah, no, that's memorable. It's uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm it's guessing got, you didn't get bit by that water snake because, as it, you know, water snakes it, love to yeah. bite. It got me. It got me going on snakes. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Um, have you ever uh, drawn a timber rattlesnake? Yeah, I have. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I illustrated one in uh, in the snake and the salamander. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I didn't see that on yeah. your website. Um, I saw a couple snakes on there. I think ribbon snake, yeah, maybe a green snake. I can't remember if it's rough or smooth, but but anyways, uh, green snake. Yeah, yeah. I did a, a lot of snakes for that book. So mm -hmm. all the all the north. We did a rainbow snake, which is a, a really beautiful snake, as you know, mm -hmm. eating an eel. So <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. That's great. Well. Um, I will, uh, I'll make sure to put your, um, you know, your website, um, those types of things, uh, in the show notes. So anybody, uh, who wants to learn more can, can find out more about you. And, uh, but I would encourage everybody to, to check out Matt's art. It's, uh, really, um, really amazing. And, uh, you know, reach out, get yourself a print, um, and uh, help help conservation along the way. So, uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today, Matt. I've enjoyed the uh, yeah. conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I want to thank the audience and tell everybody to remember: snakes are animals too, and it's a privilege to see one in the wild. <laughs>